desire in every one of our hearts for God to use us and to be uh, that that vessel that God is looking for. And, and I, I've been really uh, praying about this, and and, and I, you know it's going to come out in messages that I'll preach, and uh, you'll be hearing more about it. But I want to tell you that the Lord has been talking to me about how that He wants to use every single one of us. Yeah. He, he wants to, to, to use us. And I know that he is going to because he, he wouldn't be talking to me about that if that was not the case. There is, there is something that is stirring in the spiritual realm right now. And it's no accident. The Lord, the Lord has a plan for us we're going to see what that is and what that's about. I know God has something for you. If you believe God's got, you know, a plan for your life, and when I say that, I'm not talking about, well, He's going to someday take you to heaven. We're excited about that too. But how many believe, really believes that God has something for you to do? You really believe that today? He, he, he's got... He, he got a plan that's not just, well, you just kind of watch it play out and whatever will be, will be. But but you you believe God's got something special and unique and, and he's going to reveal it to you somehow in time and you're going to step out by faith and God's going to use you. Amen. If you believe that today, then then uh, you're, you're in good company because there's a whole bunch of folks around here that are stirred up about what God is doing and believe there is things that he wants to do in their lives. Amen. Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. How many has ever, I want to speak to you men right now. All the men say amen. I want to talk to you men right now for just a second. How many of y'all have ever been sent to the grocery store to pick up something uh, that was needed maybe for supper? And you got down to Harps or wherever it was that you you went and and uh, you saw this. We need that. You grabbed it. You saw this. And then you got up there in the checkout line, you know, and right before you get to the cash register, they have strategically placed things uh, that, I mean... They have fine-tuned that little area, you know, with some things that last-minute items there, that, and you grab several things. You, you, you pay, get your receipt in your bag, and you head home, and you get back to the house, and, uh, and, and your wife starts looking in the bag, and she said, did you get the bread? The one thing that she sent you for You came home without. <laughs> you come home with things that, she, that, that was not even, uh, 
you know, mentioned. You come home with things that you've been wanting for a long time. You just saw it there, you know. Mm, I'm going to have that with coffee in the morning. But, but, but the one item that you were supposed to get, somehow you left that out. You forgot that. Amen. And we can make that same mistake. And I'm afraid sometimes we do in a very critical area. Sometimes what we do at the grocery store gets played out in a more critical area of our life. In an effort to do good, sometimes we get distracted. Amen. Right? Amen. I mean, you know, we're trying to help people. We're, we're, we're trying to encourage people and heal people and help and serve and all of those kind of things. And we're we addressing issues that people face and all of that. But somehow there is one duty that we must fulfill. And, and, and we can't forget the bread. Somebody say amen. amen. We can't forget the bread. Hallelujah. Now, Peter didn't forget that in the very first message that was preached to the New Testament church. The very first apostolic, Holy Ghost anointed preaching. He said, you men of Israel... Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands of crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Peter's responding to the question, what meaneth this? What in the world does this mean? They're seeing, you know, hearing perhaps a sound. They're seeing cloven tongues of fire appearing. They're seeing people who suddenly their linguistic ability seems to have been supernaturally enhanced. And they're speaking in languages that they didn't even know. And, and, and they're witnessing all of this. And they're saying, this must mean something. What meaneth this? And Peter is responding to that. And, and he... All right. Brother Ryan, can you help us out? Brother Ryan is trying to come on board and help us. Testing, testing. I don't know what just happened, but something happened. Amen. Maybe it was a sign. Amen. Maybe it was a sign. Amen. But the first thing that Peter did in answering their request, I mean, just rapid fire. He just, I'm talking about about three verses here. He just enumerates one, two, three. Here's, here's the indicators. Here's the signs that you should have seen that you would have known. He said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, man approved of God. Approved of God. You rejected him, but God approved him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. By miracles, wonders, and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. I mean, this thing wasn't done in the corner. It wasn't done in secret. It was noised abroad. People heard about the things that Jesus did. Some of it was kind of like headline news and probably the crucifixion and all of that in Jerusalem. That was kind of like headline news. It was on the front page of the newspaper and all of that. They knew about many of the miracles and things that Jesus had done and all of all those things. He said these, these were signs 
that showed God's approval. God approved him. Yes. Amen? And, and, and I, I mean, he could look at the wind and the waves and speak and command them like a four-star general commanding a private. It was just immediate response, obedience to everything that he said. When he summoned Lazarus out of that grave, that dead body, amen, came to life and, and, and rose and, and come up out of there, these were God's endorsement. This was God's approval. This was God's proof. Amen. The seal of approval of God was upon him. And then, Peter says, uh, then being delivered by the determinate purpose and foreknowledge of God, being delivered by God, to be crucified. Yeah, you may have your lawless hands, he goes on to say, have crucified and put to death, but he was delivered by God to this. You couldn't have done it if you'd have wanted to had not God. But the Lord foreordained this. The Lord determined this purpose. And in the foreknowledge of God, He knew, amen, He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, from the very beginning, from Genesis 3.15, there in the garden as Adam and Eve stand in despondency and despair, there is a promise given them about a seed that's going to arise, not just seeds, many, but a seed that was going to arise, amen, that would deliver them. And it was by the predetermined counsel of God that this would happen. Had they studied the scriptures, had they had an open heart, the Lord would have showed them how that this was to be. I know in the Roman world, it was a, it was a sign of shame. It was a, a tool of shame to be crucified. But for... Jesus, it was a badge, the approval of God, a badge of honor that was upon him. And then, then Peter in the next verse says, God hath raised up. Not only did he do miracles in your midst, not only did God by his predetermined counsel deliver him to be crucified, amen, but God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Somewhere deep down in that sepulcher belonging to Joseph of Arimathea, something began to happen. Amen. Behind that rock that was rolled there by a Roman card, amen, something began to happen. In the midst of corpses and and, and uh, there were in, in a cemetery, all of a sudden, in the midst of those silent graves, Jesus began to come back to life. Amen. God did his best work. Amen. In that cemetery, hell's demons were watching. Heaven's angels were observing. Amen. And the groves of Sharon began to bloom and rise up. The line of the tribe of Judah began to spread his paws. I'm talking about something that happened. Amen. The Alpha and the Omega. Amen. The beginning and the end began to prove that he is not only the birth, but he is, amen, the end of death. Praise God. I'm talking about that bright and morning star that began to shine out of that cemetery. 
He was approved. Hallelujah. And he says, God hath loosed the pains of death. Those death ropes, amen, were loosed. Amen. As he was raised up by God. He, what, what Peter's really saying here is death was no match for him. It was not possible that death could hold him. I imagine at that point in Peter's testimony and Peter's message on that day, conviction began to move into that place and there was a pause perhaps right there. Death could not hold him. Peter stopped and he began to survey the eyes of those that were watching and listening to his voice. Maybe there was a cynical Roman guard or maybe somebody who had been there and witnessed that moment when he was crucified. Amen. Something in them started to just jump up and say, in this nonsense right here, stop this right here. I can, let's just, we'll just go down there to the cemetery. We'll just look in there. I'll show you the body that's in there. It would have been an opportunity for Christianity to be stamped out before it ever got started. Amen. In that audience, no doubt there are Romans. In that audience, no doubt there are people that were among the masses and the folks that watched and observed and saw this. Amen. It was big news. Everybody knew that Jesus of Nazareth had been crucified. Amen. The one who many had put their hopes in. The one who many thought was going to restore the kingdom. Amen. And, and return rule to the Jewish people. Amen. That were subjugated by the Romans. The one they thought was going to be their deliverer has been crucified. And we know where they laid him. Somebody would have jumped up if they could have. But the problem was, the Romans knew he was not there anymore. The inhabitants of Jerusalem knew he was no longer in a cemetery that they could take someone to and say, here, here's your proof. Here's where he lies. Here's where he's at. Amen. It was not possible for them to do that. Not one of them, amen, could do that. No one defied Peter. No one objected. Not one Pharisee jumped up. Not one soldier protested. No one spoke because no one had a body. The Word, hallelujah, that the Word was out, that the Word was out. How about that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And they began to realize the mistake that they had made. The error and the hardness of their hearts. The gravity of their crime. Amen. Basically, it's like Peter's saying to them, you crucified God. You killed God. Amen. And the question changed. Instead of what meaneth this, now it's what shall we do? It changed from a question of the mind to a question of the heart. Right. Trying to figure this out, you know, what, what means what means this? And all of a sudden, out of their heart, what must we do? What shall we do? What are we going to do? Men and brethren, verse 37, what shall we do? And they leaned in to hear what Peter would say. Amen. Would he say, it's too late? Would he say, you had your chance? 
Would he say the opportunity has gone by? No. Hey Amen. They leaned in and Peter said, Repent. And every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The promises unto you and to your children. All them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God. The promises to you. I can imagine somebody. Oh, oh, oh. You mean I get another chance? You mean it's not over? You mean I'm not condemned? You mean that God has not forever sealed my fate and I am doomed to stand before God someday and be accused of crucifying the Lord? No, no. The promise is unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter didn't forget the bread on that day. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Amen. Amen. I am the bread of life. Praise God. And Peter served up the bread on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Amen. We can get involved in You know, there's churches that their, their primary focus is, is social activism and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I'm not against those things, but, but their, their whole focus, that's what they're about. It's their mission statement, you know. Uh, and, that, that's, that's, and, and politics is in their pulpit more, amen, than the preaching of the gospel. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, we must not forget the bread. Amen. We may not preach it as directly every Sunday as we do, did this morning and as much as you heard it in the Sunday school lesson this morning, but I'm here to tell you, there's some folks that's got caught up and distracted by everything on the counter, everything on the shelf. Amen. Their minds have got taken away somehow and they have a ride home and when they look in the bag, there's nothing in there. What was important, what was most needed, what was vital is not there. Amen. We must not forget the bread. Peter didn't forget, and I don't want you to forget. Amen. Because you see, every one of us are preaching the gospel. Yes. Amen. He empowered every one of us to yes. preach the gospel. We are preachers of the gospel. The Old Testament, I know we have priests. I know we have prophets, and I've got a message on that that I'm working on right now. Priests and prophets, and, and, and there was one high priest, and there was usually one prophet. In a few cases, there was some whose lives overlapped a little bit, but generally speaking, there was one single, solitary, kind of lonely fellow out there that God spoke to as a, with a prophetic word. But when you get to the New Testament, everything changes. Amen. And I am telling you that He has empowered every one of us. When He said, go ye into all the world, when He told us to preach this gospel, when He told us to baptize and teach and make disciples, Amen, that message was not to just the twelve. That message was not just to the 120 on the day of Pentecost. That message was not just to the first century church, but that message was to every single one of us. And someday we're going to stand before God and we when we do, when we do, the biggest thing God's going to ask and the biggest thing God's going to want to know amongst those of us that have, amen, His Spirit abiding within us is what did you do with my gospel? Did you go into all the world? Did you take this message to somebody? Amen. Or did you forget the bread? Let's stand together this morning. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. When you pick up that loaf of bread and 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 I, I just have to just yesterday I we, we were up at Harp, Sister Kim and I looking for something and we we had a really busy week and and, uh, and we had pulled the trailer in and just it's not even unhooked. I just checked the truck off and left it right there. We jumped in, got some quick showers, and went over to the community center. And uh, we had things to do. We had a lawn that needed mow and some stuff, you know. And so we were one thing after another. Why are we going to eat after a while? Because we know we're going to get hungry, you know. And so we're hunting for something to run into Sister Emma there, and she had a loaf of bread in her hand. And she didn't have 50 things. She didn't have 30 things. She didn't have a basket full of stuff. She's had a loaf of bread in her hand. <laughs> She's a gay fortified. Amen. And she had, a, she had a loaf of bread in her hand. Amen. I just, I just want to encourage you this morning. Don't forget the bread. While you're trying to help somebody, while you're talking to somebody, maybe their marriage is going through some struggles and things, and you're, just, you're trying to encourage them to to work it out, you're trying to you're trying to help some you know you somebody who's who's you know in between jobs and, and you're trying to, to to just help them, encourage them, maybe pick them up just a little bit. Somebody who maybe they're 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 struggling with just life is just flying by in a whirlwind and they just can't seem to to, to find their place and, and it's like uh, the, the schedule runs them instead of them the schedule just kind of lost in all of this and feel like they have no control and no power and, and they're, they're just a certain emptiness that's gnawing away in their hearts and everything and we're just trying to encourage folks to be good put a you know give them give them a hand help them with this or help them with that or something amen and all the little trimmings that go around the plate you know amen we, we focus on the trimmings sometimes and all that extra stuff but but we forget sometimes the main thing brother Tenney said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And it's the easiest thing in the world for us to get distracted and get our focus everywhere else in the world. And uh, and, and, and even even folks that live for God, even folks that love God, even folks that, that man, they, they've, been, they've come a long way. Too many miles behind me. Too many rivers I've Amen. They've been a long way. I, I, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. God's brought me this far. But even folks like that, sometimes we can get a little distracted and we forget about the bread. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the bread this morning? Would you give your, the Lord Jesus a hand of praise here today? I almost felt the wind blow when you said hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Yeah, that, that is one of those kind of guttural sounds that just comes out. Just, it, it's more of a breath than anything. Hallelujah! You almost have to get your breath after you say that. You're just pouring it out. You know what? God puts the